It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shadon tells me this all the time that every day is an opportunity to be able to be in an interview. So everything that you do, someone's looking at how you present yourself, how you interact with the kids, how you teach, you know, how proactive are you and how do you work. These are things that you're being interviewed on every single day. On today's episode, Javon Codlin, graduate assistant and assistant defensive backs coach at West Virginia University, joins us to share his focus on how he can add value to the program, even though he is in an entry-level position. This episode has some great reminders for any coach at any stage of his or her career about adding value to the program. Coach Codlin also provides valuable insights for coaches in entry-level positions looking to build their careers. Stay tuned at the end of the interview for our Winning Edge takeaways. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512 512- 814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. 
on Coaching Coordinator, we usually talk to the guys who are at the end of the spectrum where they've found success, they've achieved some success, and they've been through all the steps along the way. But the dynamics, especially of college football, have changed drastically today. So wanted to get in an episode and talking to somebody who is right there on the front lines of being an entry-level guy in big college football and hear what he's doing, how he's taking the approach to being in the college game and growing in the profession from that spot. So we're going to talk about adding value as a GA today. And joining me to discuss that is defensive backs graduate assistant, assistant defensive backs coach at West Virginia, Javon Codlin. Coach, great to have you here today. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, I always believe any opportunity to be able to speak, you know, continue to develop and work on my delivery is an opportunity I got to take. So appreciate you having me on. Yeah, great. Well, I'm excited to dig into this topic today. And as I pointed out there in the introduction, you know, we we normally are not talking to guys who are at your side of the profession just getting into it. But I do think it's important for coaches to understand that perspective and talk to somebody who's in it right now. And the topic we're talking about in general is adding value as a GA. Coming in, you are an entry-level guy. There's a lot of things you are expected to do. But I think with so much that's been added to the plate today, there's probably more serious responsibility falling on you as well. But first of all, before we get into those things, I just wanted to hear a little bit about your background. What is it that brought you to this point of being a graduate assistant from playing ball to getting to where you are right now? Well, yeah, man. I played ball at Kansas Western University. I played there for four seasons. I graduated in 2020, and I got a great opportunity to continue playing ball after college, blessed with the opportunity also for my head coach. Myers Hendrickson had called me back in the fall of 2021 just to ask me if I wanted to coach the corners there. And I had zero desires to coach football. I mean, I wanted to play ball. But, you know, I was a guy that was a leader on my team and kind of was someone that everyone kind of leaned on and looked towards whenever it's time to do things, get the work done or whatever. So I took the opportunity to get my feet wet to kind of see if this is something that I was going to do. I did it for that fall, and then I kind of stepped away try to get football another another run it, run at it again. Got it and kinda came to an end in like the spring or summer of July twenty twenty two. I hung on my cleats and got an opportunity to go be a GA at Emporia State Division Two in Kansas. Went out there in the twenty twenty two fall, you know, and kinda just said I'm gonna lock in and I'm gonna jump in and be really locked in and try to be the best coach that I can be. And going there, you know, at division two level you're wearing a thousand hats and not just as a GA, but also full-time guys are also wearing multiple different roles. So it gave me the opportunity to really cultivate my work ethic from a player into coaching. I then went to the convention. One of my mentors, Van Malone, you know, he knew some people at West Virginia and he hooked me up with an opportunity to get an interview. And I interviewed with Coach Sean Brown, who's now become a mentor of mine, a guy that I trust so much now I've been building my foundation on interviewed me you know and funny story about that kind of tell you about my personality is I interviewed with Shadon and kind of went back to Florida kind of just waiting out the process kind of seeing what happened and you know he told me he was going to get back to me you know things and obviously with those guys man things get busy and everything along those lines so I knew they had like a retreat that he mentioned they were going to have. So I like jumped in my car, packed up everything, drove 17 hours to West Virginia 
without even being told that I, I'm going to be the guy for the job. So I actually get there that night and like 1130, you know, he reached out to me and told me I'm going to be the guy that's going to, they're going to go with me. And the rest is history, man. I've been there and it's been an awesome opportunity. I've been learning a ton and I've grown tremendously within the year that I've been there. Yes. And it is a tremendous opportunity to get into the game, but you're starting from the ground up. You're, you're building your career there. So it is about finding out how you can add value to the organization, how you can add value to the team, how you can add value to the coach that you're working with. So where does it start for you? What's the, what do you feel is the most important thing that's going to get you going and, and help you start to build your career? Honestly, I think relationships. This is a relationship-based industry. And as a young coach, one of the things that I find very important and something that I'm, I hold dear to myself is creating relationships within the building. And when I say creating relationships in the building, I'm talking about creating relationships with the players that's already in the building, building trust with those guys, and not just only being comfortable with the guys that are your position group. Because as a GA, you're going to be in charge of scout team, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. Those are different players and different kind of guys that you're probably not going to be in interaction with on a day-to-day basis. So being able to be comfortable with other position groups so you can be able to love those guys, but also get to a, a point where you can coach those guys hard and hold them to the same level of accountability that the position coaches hold their guys to. So I think that's a big thing that I found very important is building relationships in the building with the players. And then Sadan tells me this all the time that every day is an opportunity to be able to be in an interview. So everything that you do, someone's looking at how you present yourself, how you interact with the kids how you teach, you know, how proactive are you and how do you work? These are things that you're being interviewed on every single day. Something very simple as, you know, we're in a staff meeting and you're shouting your chair. That might not be a big deal to you in that one moment, but you don't know who's going to become a coordinator or who's going to hire, you know, a next guy. And he just looks like he looks at you every single day. and You just look very disinterested and things like that. So I think knowing that every day is an interview will be able to set you up and kind of put you on the right path, you know, to continue building those relationships in the, in the building with the coaches, with the strength coaches, and also build a relationship with the families of those coaches as well. I think that's also very important. So that's kind of one thing that I, I jumped on as I got here, you know, going out of my comfort zone and just introducing myself to guys in the building and truly, you know, learning more about everybody else as they learn about me. So, I want to dig into that a little bit, that idea that every day is an interview. And, you know, when you are preparing to go and have an interview, there's things you do every every time before that happens. So what's your approach daily, I guess, before the day starts to make sure you're prepared and you're going into that day to, to put forward your best effort and to uh, make that impression that you want to make? Well, it starts with my, the mindset, being proactive. So I think proactivity is a, is a valuable piece of this. And the reason I say that is because, I mean, the guy I work for, our sense of urgency is fourth and one all the time. And the reason being is because a lot of people want this job. You know, these are hard jobs to come by. So being able to be proactive is important. So every day when I come to work, you know, I try to always look clean. So I, I, I get a haircut every week. And that might, that might be excessive, but I get a haircut every week. Because I want to be presentable at all costs. When I when I come into work, 
you know, how I interact with the players and how I'm working on my craft. So we get these opportunities to be able to have meetings with these guys in what we call open hours. That's an interview for me because I'm getting to stand in front of the room and cultivate my teaching. So being intentional about what I'm trying to get better at, but also asking questions in the building. You know, one thing I do a lot is I actually on like, hey, man, um, what do you see I need to continue to work on in areas that I need to continue to develop? And one thing, you know, we talked about when I first got here was my delivery. Can I teach in 10 words or less? And I took that to the heart. And that's been something that, you know, I, I harp on and harp on and harp on, being able to be clean, concise, and clear when I'm teaching to the kids. And the same thing here, getting the opportunity to speak is another opportunity to be able to set myself up to be ready for an interview. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. Well, you're doing a great job so far. So I uh, want to take a look at another area that you can add value in. And I think it's it's always been huge in college football. I think it's just becoming more and more intense is the recruiting side of things. How do you add value in recruiting as a graduate assistant? So I saw something the other day on Twitter. Dan Lanning said, Nobody, as a young coach, nobody cares what you know. Player acquisition is number one thing. And that's something that I was told when I got a job at West Virginia is to be an elite recruiter. So I think being eager to spend time with the recruits when they're on campus is a priority. For instance, when I, when I got this job, I immediately jumped in on Shadon's board to see who the top guys were, who are some of the you know, guys that he had on his board. And you know, took the initiative to reach out to those guys by Twitter and get their numbers and just kind of engage in conversation with them. Not that I'm trying to sell them anything or, you know, do anything outside of what I'm being asked to do. You know, I'm going there to truly build a relationship with this kid. Even simple things like knowing what type of music he listens to. So when he comes on campus, we can, we can create a conversation like that. You know, so I also think you want to learn little details about recruits. And that's in case a coach may ask you. A coach see that you spent time with this recruit while he's on campus, you got to be able to give a good extensive report on things that maybe the position coach haven't gotten to yet or ways that you can help him. The, the point of our job is to make everybody else's job easier, right? So being able to be effective in recruiting, it's also about, man, trying to be competitive as possible in the sense that, like, when these kids come on campus, they like when they come on campus, they should dap you up. They should, you know, can't take you, hop five you, whatever the case may be, because they should feel like they know you already. 
So it's not like this is the first time they're talking to you or seeing you. And like I said, every day is an interview. That might catch another coach's, coach's eye that's on the opposite side of the ball. Like, hey, how did we know that kid? Well, I, I didn't know him before today. Like, this is my first time meeting him, but we've talked on the phone uh, maybe several times in the past few weeks or texted in the past few weeks. So now that that relationship has been created. So as a GA, when that kid comes to that school, when the full-time coaches are working or doing things that may involve game planning or whatever the case may be, there's those times that they're going to spend with the GA. If that's his first time meeting you when he enrolls in the school for the first time, that, that relationship is not, it's probably not going to be as solid as it could be. So I think that's a way that you can grow and help in recruiting is just being able to be proactive, one, going out your way to create these relationships, two, and also just learning these small little details about these kids so you can find a way to relate. But most of the times we are way closer in age to those guys than the position coach. So you want to be able to, you know, have a good, solid relationship with them and also be able to provide good information if you're ever asked about a guy. Moving to the on-field portion of things for you and just looking at how you add value there. Obviously, you're learning the game. The guys who are the position coaches and the coordinators, the guys who have been at this a long time, I mean, we just know they're going to have a ton of knowledge more than you. So how do you add add value on the field as somebody who's just starting out as a graduate assistant? Number one thing I'd say for me was putting ego to the side. got to put your ego to the side because you don't know everything. And I had to learn that because I thought I was a smart player. So I thought being a smart player translates to being a smart coach. Well, newsflash, it definitely did not. And that's where I had to grow and realize, okay, I'm gonna put my, I'm putting my ego to the side and putting, it doesn't matter what I know. I want to learn as much and be a sponge so I can be able to help these kids and be able to also speak in the terminology that the coach that I'm working with is speaking in. Also, just being able to watch and learn. So on the, on the on-field value part of it is the, the more you can learn and the more you can gain trust in that coach, the more responsibility that he'll give you. And when the opportunity presents itself to teach, then you want to be able to teach, be able to articulate yourself, you know, so that guys can be able to trust you. The more you teach them and the more the coach can trust you, the same thing goes with the players. Now they'll be able to trust you and be like, okay, he knows what he's talking about or he's sat down and, you know, worked and paid attention in meetings. When, when the coach is installing to the players, you should be taking notes as well. When he's on the field teaching to the players, you should be taking those mental notes as well so that you could be able to be a factor and add value when he wants to maybe, if he's doing indie, and he gets to a point where he wants to split the drill. Okay, you maybe we're doing field corner stuff, and then we're going to work some boundary corner things. Well, we're going to split the field and boundary corners together. If you don't continue to grow and learn, he may not have that kind of trust in you where he can say, hey, Coach Cod, go take the field corners and work trap techniques. So I think being able to put your ego to the side and understanding that and no one cares what you know at this point in time, just being able to go there and be a sponge, I think is, is an immense way and really great way to be able to add value on the field. Now, this time of year, you're hitting the off season. How do you hone some of those skills? You know, how, how do you get better at being prepared to run your own room? right? To deliver the message, whatever it might be, getting better at your coaching cues, as you mentioned before, being able to be concise with your words. 
what ways are you going about getting better at those and getting your reps in? Well, going into this time, coaches were on the road recruiting. So while they're on the road recruiting, we're getting those opportunities to be able to be around the guys, whether that's them in workouts, whether they're coming in for extra meeting time. Every single time you get to stand in front of that room is an opportunity for you to grow, opportunity for you to hone your skills. So you just, or we do, one thing they do really good here at West Virginia is in the summertime, like I said, when all the coaches are on the road, they do clinic, but they do mock clinics so that we can get opportunities to teach in front of our analysts, um, other GAs, and maybe some of the coaches that may come and come back in and out off the road. And then we get feedback and they give us ways to be able to grow. We also did something really cool my first summer, my first offseason here was they gave us an opportunity to, you know, get together as the defensive GAs and offensive GAs and create a game plan, watch through all the film, and then formulate a game plan. What do we, what do I want like on third down? So those are things that they've, they've done a really great job here helping us grow. And I think that's vitally important. I think it just matters about the place that you GA and the people that you GA for that can kind of set you on the right path to, to be able to, you know, cultivate those skills that you can build on your own home. Now, I know as a GA, one of the opportunities really for anybody who's young and getting into this is to be great with the technology that you guys are using, maybe even find some other newer technologies that aren't being used in your program. What role does that play for you in uh, your development right now and your ability to maybe be an expert in something that the position coaches is, is not? Being able to, like, like you hit on it really well, just being savvy with all the computer things, you know? So we, coming from a D2, we didn't use Vizio at the school that I was at. And that was one of the things that Shadal wanted to see prior to the interview. So I downloaded Vizio and spent from like 5 a.m. to like 12 a.m. that that same day to the next morning learning how to utilize Vizio, how to work it, you know? So cultivating those skills is something that we do on a day-to-day because we have to be able to create playbooks, you know, do diagrams so we can put into PowerPoints, different things like that. So being also being able to utilize Excel, Excel um, software, because there's a lot of times we're doing things where we're, whether we're tracking balls, how many balls guys are catching during the day. So now you want to create tables so you can be able to be in good order, but also be organized. Because you never know, like an opportunity to go, you might get your first room at a lower level school where you don't have all these resources and all the people that can be able to help. Well, you're going to have to probably be a position coach and a GA. Yeah. You know, so now you got to be able to know how to use all these softwares and these different things so you can be able to be efficient in your own self. Well, Coach, I think you've done an excellent job in preparing for this interview and, and our discussion here. And certainly see your passion for this. I think you offer some great tips to young coaches on just adding value, right? And, and being open and, and looking for those opportunities, both to make yourself better, but to help the other people that you're involved with, whether that's the players or the coaches. So a lot of great points there today. Uh, certainly, I wish you the best of luck as you continue on here and, and you know building your career. And if there's anything we can do ever at Coaching Coordinator or myself to help you, you let me know. I really appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you. 
Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, whether it is from mentors or fellow coaches, creating a feedback loop for your coaching is a valuable tool to help you continuously improve and develop in this profession. Never get too old to ask fellow coaches or your players, what can I do better? Two, build relationships throughout the program. It's easy to get siloed with your players and the people you work with constantly, but always be expanding outside your immediate circle of influence. Building relationships with other coaches, players, and support staff just strengthens the program. And three, if you're a young coach, remember to follow Coach Codlin's advice that he was given that every day is an interview. Be professional in your approach as if you're being interviewed for a job because essentially at this stage of your career, you are. Your work ethic will be noticed and someone will have a positive or negative view of your work. So always be working to be on the positive side. Remember to go to coachingcoordinator.com to follow all we're doing. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please hit five star and rate review. It really helps the episode. It helps other coaches find us so we can help this game.